0: passion fruit's it's a passion project for passionate people i'm your strawberry daniel and
1: i'm your raisin rad dude adam <laughs> everything is something something dude something something dude it also has to be alliterative so uh, i
0: know it's my again <laughs> what are you a fucking beatnik, a beat poet damn it adam all right uh raisin rad dude adam and strawberry daniel here with you on the ones and twos and the seven and eights. Uh, weather is hot out. It's a hot one. Summer, summer's coming. And uh, this is the Passion Fruits Podcast, a passion project for passionate people. So what do we do on this podcast, Adam? Oh,
1: man. What don't we do on this podcast? Well, Dan? we no, don't
0: that's... give weather reports because it wouldn't be. <laughs> Accurate? Relevant to anything that we're, uh, I got tired. <laughs> um, yeah. So here we are. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna, this is gonna be all cut out, but Adam is just like dying. Um, so since Adam's not gonna answer my question, what we do on this pos pos is we talk about things that we're passionate about, things you're passionate about, what really gets our hearts a fluttering. Um, and we try and figure out how you go from a casual fan to a very passionate fan. <laughs> Or a fanatic. Or a fanatic. But, like, not like one of those religious fanatics. We're not part of the West Presbyterian Baptist church or whatever they are that uh, Foo Fighters played a concert at during one of their protests. That's true. All right. And today we're talking about Foo Fighters. (laughs) No, today, what are we talking about, Adam? Because we have a very special guest, a very
1: good friend on. We do. We have a wonderful friend on. Uh, Today we are talking about uh, politics. Politics, a very small and... Yes, this is going to be...
0: We're finally going to break the five-hour mark. (laughs) Um, So, yes, today we are talking about politics, and we are going to kind of narrow that down as we get further and further and deeper and deeper into the episode. But for now, um, let's talk about our friend uh, who's going to be uh, talking and speaking soon. Hey, Braxton, make sure you hit that button. On your microphone, yeah, don't talk just yet. You're not allowed to talk. To us yet. Um, you're only allowed to talk when we introduce you, and we haven't introduced you yet. You better be a radio professional. We don't know who we have on yet, could be a man or a woman, radio professional or not. Um, but we're going to introduce them very soon. So, how did you first meet this person that is going to be on the podcast, Adam?
1: So, funny enough, uh, I met this person that's going to be on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Very funny (laughs) enough. Got him,
1: everybody. Got him.
2: (laughs) Am I supposed to speak yet? When is that happening? Apparently (laughs) not.
1: No, not yet. Okay. Um, Wait.
0: Go ahead. I don't know. No, I said... Uh, I see candy over in the corner. (laughs) I should have probably
2: told you guys a little bit about myself before you tried to introduce me. no idea
0: what this person does. Um,
1: No, we, we, I don't know where we're going with this. Where are you going with this, Daniel? Oh,
0: well, I met, uh, the person that I'm going to introduce soon enough. Uh, when he joined, when we first joined, our the cycling team that we're a part of. Yes, I don't know how he heard about cycling or the cycling team that we're a part of, but maybe we could get into that when we introduce this person. Sure. Um, but yeah, good friend for a couple of years now, and um, just really glad to have him on the podcast to talk about Foo Fighters and, <laughs> and politics and what it means to him and what it means to everybody in the world. Do you have anything else you would like to say? <laughs> no, I
1: think you did a wonderful job of describing. Our relationship with the person that you're about to introduce. Great.
0: Um, so, yeah, joining us on this illustrious podcast is, is an illustrious person, Braxton. Do you want me to say your last name? Oh, God. <laughs> <I don't>, not, <laughs> Braxton, do you—Braxton, oh, God.
2: Let's see how this goes. Oh, wait, and if it no, goes no, no, well, you're we can m- do a
0: fruit name. Do a fruit name.
2: Oh, I'm Braxton, Mr. Beat.
0: <laughs> Mr. Beep?
2: Beat. Beet. Okay. That's not a fruit. It's a vegetable, yeah, a vegetable. but I love beets. I let me said tell you.
0: cucumber one time, so I think we're okay. Well, welcome Braxton. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm going to turn more towards you. So it's more like a conversation. Okay. Thank let you guys for having me. Let us knock over all the, the podcast <laughs> oh, equipment while we do this. We're a very professional setup.
2: <laughs> I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on this Special, special podcast. I would have
0: to say that Braxton is probably our biggest fan. Biggest um, fan. <laughs> I was the
2: first person to review it That's on uh, Apple Podcasts before I'd even listened to one episode.
0: And now we have two reviews on iTunes. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, double high fives. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Um, so welcome, Braxton. Welcome to Passion Fruits. All right. That's our episode for today. It was only a five-hour drive for Braxton. Uh, we are not comping any snacks or mini-fridge items that you may have had. Welcome. <laughs> no, we're just joshing around. Joshing well, around with our friends. This is going to be such a fun episode to edit. <laughs> yeah. hey, yes, we, it is. Have, we Do have you have just whole, remove like, all of that seconds. stuff? No, I'm going to keep... Oh. <laughs> All of this. This is comedy gold. Everybody's crashed their cars already because they're laughing so much.
1: Oh God. Braxton's slowly backing out the door right now. No. All right. Hi,
0: Braxton. Braxton, Mr. Beat. Braxton. Here
2: I am. <laughs> this is me. I love Foo Fighters. This is us.
0: Yeah. All right. So today we're talking about politics. And Yay. Braxton, do you want to talk a little bit about like why you're on this podcast talking about politics?
2: Okay. Well, first, I think I was invited because I'm the funniest person you know. It well, wasn't really about politics.
0: It was just I like would let's. Say Adam's the funniest person I know. Let's and get Adam an excuse say, to get Braxton on <laughs> Adam here. Adam would say, "I'm the funniest person he knows." So wow. (laughs)
2: One thing that I didn't anticipate is how much eye contact has to happen during this podcast.
0: I'm really trying hard to talk into the microphone and not look at you. I
2: I don't think all the million followers out there realize we are very close together. I'm sweating profusely already. (laughs) And there is so much eye contact. It's very uncomfortable.
0: We're... uh... I'm hardly like looking at you. I'm very concerned that I'm not looking at you enough because what we're trying to do here is have a conversation. And Adam's jumping out the window. <laughs> Adam is just done with this. Oh God! We're at Adam's house. Hey, we get to live here now. Nice. Okay. Um, so yes, you are here on the show to talk about politics. Talk a little bit about yourself and politics for a few moments. And yeah, then we'll I like the it.
2: politics. I do. Um, I grew up being very involved with. Uh, the, the news or the fake news, depending on which side of oh, the aisle, you're on. relevant <laughs> joke. Well done, Brett. Yeah, All you're welcome. All the Trump
0: supporters yeah. we have out there. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can we just started
0: off with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. we, wait, we said we weren't going to do that. Uh,
2: I'm just going to go ahead and assume if I had a political career after this that I've ruined it oh, with yeah. this appearance. So we'll I just mean, roll with that.
1: Just your name associated with us. You didn't, didn't even have to come on the podcast for your political political career to be ruined. Yeah, I'm yeah. screwed. True. So
2: just let it all hang out. Yep. But yeah, I, uh, I grew up, uh, loving politics. I love the, the, the drama of it. I love the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the whole, the whole bit. Uh, my, my parents were very involved. My grandparents, my whole family, it was a centerpiece. Dan is looking at me with str- such a strange look. It is very disarming. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was an important part of my life. Yeah, nice. it still
1: is. Um, so huh? Braxton, if you wouldn't yeah. mind, uh, kind of helping us narrow down the scope of what we're talking about today, because the subject of politics is very broad. So are we talking yes. about U.S. politics? Are we talking about you know Indian politics? Are we talking mm. about the politics of Antarctica? and, oh, and how much the penguins international president <laughs> <and> penguin? <laughs> I don't know much about that. I do well, know. Uh, and why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh.
1: But yeah, you know, uh, if you wouldn't mind narrowing down a little bit to what you would like to talk about today in relation to your relationship with politics and how That is going to play out throughout the next five hours, apparently.
2: So, we've got five hours. I think we can only pick one topic. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to come back for like a series of yeah, podcasts to really that. delve into all, the, so this all is, the politics. This is
0: episode 11, maybe episode 12. You come back. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, but I, you know, I, I can do a little bit of everything, but mainly what I uh, pay huh, attention to is. A little bit of everything. Huh? National politics—that's okay. huh. uh, going to be what's going to affect most of us on a uh, day-to-day okay. lifestyle.
0: Interesting,
1: and we will talk about that a little bit later on um, because I have my own opinions on on oh, what people should be concerned about. You know, on a local, state, national level, bikes, Star Wars, and Foo
0: Fighters <laughs> on a notional, notional, and lackal level. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Here we are. <sighs> okay, so let's get into the Passion Fruitspedia section, our section where Adam and sometimes me, Daniel, your homeboy Daniel, uh, lovingly takes things from Wikipedia, but we didn't really do that today for uh, <laughs> politics because what <laughs> the fuck would that look like? So, um, Let's talk about politics in general. What are politics? <laughs> Who would like to start? <laughs> Wait, we're, we're doing legitimate questions like this? Hold on. So, Braxton, break yes. it down for us.
2: Okay. Here we go. <laughs> we're doing a rap. <laughs> and I didn't prepare. Don't worry. I never prepare. That's how all rap songs start. We're doing a
0: rap. <laughs> Um, So, politics. Again, very broad. Passion fruitspedia can be very broad, but let's narrow it down in this section. When you're saying you're passionate about politics, let's look at exactly what that means to you. So, I guess
2: one thing that I really pay close attention to is how laws are made.
1: Um, I'm just a bill. I I knew that was going to lead into it. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't, but... typical if, if there's anything about this podcast is, is we're very predictable yeah okay <laughs> we're like a good sitcom you just know what's gonna happen, what's gonna come up next before it happens y'all you are know, you know, the friends of podcasts here. what's that? the
2: friends of podcasts exactly yes. is that what's going on here
0: i'm uh, samantha <laughs> i
2: don't think that's a person who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know the people on friends <laughs> okay all right uh but yes i do uh i do like seeing how a bill is made um and that's an important part of how the democracy works uh one thing that uh, no matter where you kind of fall on the spectrum, one thing that's kind of led us to where we are, in my opinion, is uh, I think it was about seven or eight years ago, um, Congress eliminated uh, a lot of the earmarks that they would add into legislation. Um, That was ideally uh, a nice thing to do um, because people would talk about, okay, well, why are certain politicians backing this? There was the bridge to nowhere, if you remember that. That was very... Mm -hmm. Uh, hip-hop culture. But what it it created was an environment where uh, politicians didn't want to work together anymore because they couldn't work on these little pet projects. And a lot of these pet projects are not pork, as they call it. They're actually good. Um, But Hmm. they're just people... (laughs) They're just people, uh, politicians trying to lobby for
1: uh, certain federal funding in their districts. So that's an interesting point, because I think that the image of—and let's preface this, too. So, Braxton, you were a political science undergraduate. I was, political
2: science, yep. Yep. I wanted to be a lawyer like Dan, but then I decided that's a terrible decision. You made the
1: right choice. (laughs) Yes.
2: Uh, yes, I was a political science major. I thought, okay, I'll be a lawyer and maybe I'll be a politician after that.
0: Really? Yeah. You thought uh, you wanted to be, you wanted to get into politics?
2: I did. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But I think that has a- ended now that I've
1: arrived at this destination here, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Yeah,
0: after this episode, you're going to be like, God, I fucking hate politics. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst.
1: Um, no, I think that's an interesting point, though, is, is the, the idea of political pork projects was – very popular to kind of rail against as a politician, you know, no port. but that's how like federal funding supplements so much state and local funding for local grants to infrastructure development and stuff. So that, you know, every, it, it's something that I think people lose a lot of sight on is all of our elected representatives represent individual states or districts and they had to prove that they've done something to represent them throughout the course of their political career either be it very long or very short.
2: And you're you're exactly you're exactly right there Adam. I mean 99% of these bridges that are federally funded are bridges to somewhere. This bridge to nowhere was just a very, you know, oddball situation that caught everyone's attention but uh on the whole uh these people lobby for, for this this funding that comes back to their local areas, and then people are pretty happy about it mm-hmm. when it's executed. It normally improves people's lives or areas.
0: So are you – so you're interested in kind of lobbying or more policy making, or mm-hmm. the juxtaposition of policymaking and the bridge to nowhere and not being able to get shit done? Or do you also like campaigning, elections, just the whole – drama around it like
2: i like all of it i I truly do i enjoy the drama factor uh you know obviously that's kind of fun to keep up with yeah um but i do really enjoy the sausage making and the policy side the and and i just brought up that uh earmark legislation just because um it's not there's not those uh discussions happening like they used to um And that's been really detrimental, and it takes away from that sausage-making, where it's just now each side seems to have their priorities, and then that's it. Um, Where the earmark legislation allowed for them to come to compromises and back each other's bills,
1: and thus stuff was getting done.
0: Gotcha. Uh, And that's that's something I'd like to say, like
1: why we wanted to have Braxton on today, is like the whole – Politics is a very sticky issue um, amongst that is comprised of many, many sticky issues. Like honey. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. Like honey. But well, no, I think it, it's a very contentious thing to like talk about because that's something that we don't talk about a lot in today's society. Like on a face-to-face level, unless you're within a room, a group of your peers that you know they, they share very, very similar political beliefs, you don't talk about politics because it no. just becomes a shouting match. You don't
0: talk about religion. You don't talk about politics and you don't talk about your mama's meatloaf at a bar. Um, wow Well Adam I wanted to have Braxton On this podcast Because he's also A good friend So Yes of course Just yes. reducing Braxton To a political machine Which I am When he's more Of a sex machine But <laughs> That too <laughs> Um all right, let's hop into cuz we so we're we're learning more about Braxton and his likes and his dislikes and mm-hmm. like we're putting together his dating profile. Now <laughs> my wife's going to love this. Oh yeah, she is. <laughs> um now let's kind of talk about so we're getting an idea of Braxton and <laughs> his likes and his dislikes and um Let's talk about story time. That's what I'm trying to get to. I thought Adam would come in with the song for story time. Here we go. Adam's favorite, famous song for story time. I've never
1: done a song for story time. No,
0: don't you remember, Adam? All of our episodes. Story time. Story
1: time. (laughs) Time for a story.
0: Can it be a story from Braxton? Yes, it will. Look out. It's time for story time. Braxton is crying from (laughs) laughter. Okay. It's Um, more disappointment. All right. Adam and I have pulled up our cocoa. We are ready for stories from Braxton. Did anyone
2: want to share with the listeners what kind of great guest I was today and what I brought for the Cocoa Corner?
0: I didn't know we were supposed to do that right now. I just (laughs) want to toot my own horn a little bit, guys. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Braxton brought... um, He just (laughs) came to the house, a trench coat and nothing else. (laughs) So Braxton was very, very nice, and he brought me a giant bottle, a wine-sized bottle, wine-bottle-sized bottle bottle of beer. Yeah. which I'm not drinking because it's uh, almost 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, but the sun's past the yardarm now, so why don't I like, hop on it? And <laughs> Braxton also brought Adam. Braxton, oh, were you going to introduce these? Did I steal your thunder? No, okay. no I wanted <laughs> you
2: guys to really talk about it and just say how excited you were. Mainly <laughs> about the hot cocoa. Oh.
1: Yeah. But Braxton <laughs> brought me and my household a uh, gourmet. <laughs> for, for me and my household.
0: <laughs> Eddie drinks hot cocoa.
1: (laughs) Pretty sure that's poison. I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm getting sweaty. It is hot. Uh, No, Braxton brought us uh, gourmet hot chocolate for the cocoa corner. Wow. Yes. Check that out. Uh, Gifts that are both personal and relevant to the activity at hand. Yes. And uh, just classy. I think it's pronounced gifts, Adam. (laughs)
2: One thing that's All very right. disappointing is there is no hot cocoa in
0: the hot cocoa well,
2: corner. And I was kind of thinking that I was mean, a thing.
0: And Braxton actually brought it, and Adam was like, huh, cool. And, and he threw just threw it just out of it the window. it is <laughs> covered. Um, yeah, so let's talk about little baby Braxton and how he got into politics. Sure.
2: Do I have to do a little baby Braxton voice? <laughs> I would like to hear it now.
0: I'm little baby Braxton. I like politics. Oh, little baby Braxton. <laughs>
2: So, um, one thing, I don't know how interesting this is, but this is just my life. It's Uh, fascinating so far. One thing I did, uh, that I thought of for this cocoa corner without the cocoa was, um, in third grade, we had kind of an end of the year project. Everyone had to present in front of the class. It was a combination written and, uh, Uh, like a little picture book deal. And for whatever reason, I decided to, uh, my project would be how Rush Limbaugh was destroying
0: America. (laughs) Was that the title of your project? Uh, Yes, it
2: was. That was a title. (laughs) My mom still has the, uh, the little project and the little pamphlet I put together. And I just talked about how, uh, uh, we were devolving into our worst selves. <laughs> Jesus, uh, this was back in like 1990. Um, so, and here we are. So I predicted what would happen exactly, and we I should are. have been applauded during, for it. Was yeah. this during the
0: height? Of oh wait, hold height. on, hold on. Let's applaud. We're applauding you now, Braxton.
1: Good work. So, was this during the height of the uh, Rush Limbaugh cocaine addiction?
2: I think it was opioids. Oh, Oh, fun! I
1: think, man, Rush Um, Limbaugh, yeah, Renaissance man, ahead of his time. (laughs) Yes, he's still alive.
0: No, Um, I'm not going to go there. Anyway.
2: Okay, so that was that was uh, that kind of kicked off. Uh, that gives you an idea of what I was about. Uh, that's pretty odd for like a third grader to be talking about Rush yes. Limbaugh, when normally you'd be talking about the weird stuff y'all were into, like Star Wars and.
0: Uh, I was trying to think about what my projects were for third grade. I think um, we had like a poem project where we had to memorize poems, and me and my buddy memorized a very fun long poem. You still know that. No, I do not, but it was about uh flying and I got to wear my friend's dad's um fighter pilot helmet. That's
2: pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: And I jumped off a desk. Wow. <laughs> but that was just, you know for added effect. That was for the ladies. <laughs> and how how great that was for them. <laughs> they were like, Wow, wow. he's an idiot. <laughs> um Okay, so third grade project. So yeah, then- I was really
2: I was really into it. Uh, my father and I listened. Now we would actually uh, we when we were on the road, he would actually turn the radio to Rush Limbaugh. And My dad was extremely liberal, um, obviously, but um, and he was probably the biggest influence on me. But uh, when we were in the car, he would turn on Rush Limbaugh, and we would listen to Rush radio huh. and. We would just listen and get to experience it washing over us like a, (laughs) like a sea filled with trash
0: (laughs) waves of sea trash. Uh,
2: but anyway, that was an important part, uh, that my dad taught me is, Hey, you can't just make your own judgments. You need to experience other side and see what it's about and then come to your own conclusion.
0: That, I mean, that's Um, really interesting because certainly not a lot of people are doing that today. Um, and not that I'm saying there's both sides, two sides to every story, but I mean, there can be when it comes to act like when you're narrowly talking about politics, there are two sides. Not when you're talking about all the other bullshit that surrounds Republican versus Democrat and independent party. But when you're like, what makes a Republican a Republican and what makes a Democrat a Democrat? That's interesting that your um, father would kind of start, start you young at delineating that kind of uh,
2: and And I had uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, was very conservative, but not in a Trump conservative way. He was very fiscally conservative. He owned a business. You mean
0: like an actual conservative? Yeah, an actual real-life <laughs> Republican hey, now.
2: And so <laughs> he was – he actually – well, he was a big Barry Goldwater guy, but then he uh, during that time period, he was a big Ross Perot supporter, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, he loved him some Ross Perot.
1: <laughs> Good old Perot. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> so I had uh, I had the influences on both sides there. And as I grew up and went through middle school and high school, it just kept perpetuating itself. And I, I really enjoyed
1: it. But I think that's really interesting because, like, my family is, is very similar. You know, we have— staunch conservatives and staunch liberals but it's interesting where the two overlap more often than not um because a good portion of my family is very religious and like went to church hmm. goes to church on a weekly basis and you know a little bit more conservative on social issues but gotcha. little bit more um sorry wrong a little bit more conservative on fiscal issues a little bit more progressive on social issues interesting um but yeah, it's uh it's interesting that you have that had that experience growing up. And Braxton, would you kind of like go into like how that dichotomy between your grandfather's influence and your dad's influence um helped you grow to what you are today, or at least throughout your childhood and well, your early adulthood? W-
2: one thing that I feel like really um uh, made me into who I am and and One thing that's really missing in today's society is we would have open discussions about it. So my dad's side of the family are all very conservative, not in a fiscally and but socially progressive way, but in a majorly conservative way. But we would have open discussions at family events about policy, and it was never demonized on either side. It was, here's my best argument about why this should be this and let me hear yours. And that sort of open, um, that invitation for debate was really encouraged and every no one had hard feelings afterwards. It was just, here's why I'm taking this position. I want to hear why you're taking yours. Um, And that helped me grow, I think, into an adult where I can have a a conversation if someone is willing to and disagree with them, but I'm not going to have hard feelings afterwards right? as long as we're talking about policy and not doing it on emotions
0: you man you you were like really on the path to become a lawyer because that's yeah you're like yeah argument but not until getting. i got some sense well yeah, yeah. i mean obviously um, but yeah wow interesting very interesting
1: um, i mean so throughout your 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 youth uh, braxton you know you you were on this path to kind of becoming a lawyer or being really interested in policymaking, you know, how did that manifest itself within activities that you did in high school or college?
2: Well, um, I, one, I majored in political science in college, uh, because I wanted to focus on that. Um, I was, uh, very active in different campaigns through, I, I was really active, um, uh, in uh, John Kerry's campaign. Um, I was really active in Al Gore's campaign. So more on the national side of things, like we were talking about. Um, and my family on my dad's side is was very active in local grassroots stuff for mm-hmm. council people and local mm-hmm. legislators. Um, that wasn't really my thing. I was more into the big picture stuff. You like the big show. I like the big show, yeah. <laughs> I want to get to the big moment. Yeah. Uh, so but I like you know my senior paper was on legalizing uh, drugs in the United States which my uh, uh, teacher at the time thought was insanity
0: like marijuana or
2: uh, it all was drugs. on legalizing marijuana but uh, exploring legalizing all drugs and Whoa. I, and I tried to prove that the war on drugs was a abysmal abysmal failure, um, which I think we can pretty much the
1: the jury's in on that one. Braxton, the, the war on drugs was a spectacular success. <laughs> success. yeah. Because it's going you know great. You know what Nancy Reagan said? Just say no. Just and say no. And it just worked. It worked.
2: <laughs> and Whitney Houston said, crack is whack. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And here we are today. <laughs>
2: and we all just did we crack.
0: All, <laughs> <laughs> we all agree. Crack is whack and just say no. I uh, say no to Adam all the time um oh, okay <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's another podcast <laughs> no. adam offered me cocoa, and i said no oh okay. except in my dreams i said yes <laughs> <laughs> oh god no it's uh, it,
1: it, i i i like that though because the um uh, let's talk about me for a second right yes no uh, my uh, favorite uh, subject in 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 college i had a Um, Similar lines of study in in the sense of learning what the war on drugs did to our relationships with Central and South America And kind of the political fallout from basically all our meddling in (laughs) everything from Guatemala to Colombia And how that has affected us in the long term And how that really came home to affect us here with, you know, the rise of such huge drug cartels and their presence and their influence in a lot of our cities today
2: Well, and the amount of money we've spent is
0: mind-boggling Yeah mind-boggling so um talking about some of the um working with the on the john Kerry campaign and other campaigns so um what about campaigning and elections and politicians do you like do you find very what why do you follow them well uh
2: i find uh well, let me just say this, and I know we don't want to get too far into like where we stand on policy, but I'm a proponent of state uh, funding for campaigns gotcha. um, or in federal funding for you know national campaigns uh, for the presidency. Uh, that is my least favorite part of politics is the fundraising part. Um, and that whole process, I feel like that has led us astray and 99% of what's wrong in the country um, is how these politicians uh, have to fundraise in order to just keep going. So part of me, uh, I've never big been big on raising money for candidates, even though I know it's a necessary – E- evil, but I have been big on going out and having conversations with people. I I've volunteered in phone banks when I was uh, in college to call people up and say, "Hey, I'm not selling you an ADT security system, but I do want to talk to you about." <laughs> but this I'm going to break into your house, so you may want one. <laughs> uh, so just having an honest conversation and saying, "I, you know, what do you care about?" And here's some things that this candidate is doing about those uh, issues.
0: So you're kind of it's. Being passionate about politics for you is kind of the surrounding ideas and ideals and maybe not trying to change someone's mind, but showing why maybe the candidate that you're very passionate about or interested in, you believe is the best option for whatever they may be running for presidency, king of the world, king of Antarctica, try and take down President Penguin. Um we're sticking with that. Oh yes. <laughs> now I kind of lost my train of thought, <laughs> just thinking about President Penguin and Braxton trying to kill him. But yeah, um, so
2: that that is that is what I'm what I'm into. Gotcha. And uh, it's uh, it's not a perfect process, and it's uh, but it's the best that we know.
0: Well, and it's just you talking about that is such kind of a different juxtaposition of, and I think I've already kind of mentioned it, but of what we've seen today in the political culture today is just like everybody who, no matter what side you're on is just trying to shout louder than the other person. Um, so it's very interesting to hear. What were you saying, Daniel? (laughs) (laughs) I never interrupt Adam. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So kind of hearing your, how cordially you kind of grew up into politics and you would have been like a truly old fashioned politician in the South. Um, I would have voted for you. You got my vote. Yeah, and um, that's a,
2: that's um, a Dixie crack. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what that's what I think I would have been. Um, and there were a lot of those folks in the Southeast who, um, you know, leaned a little bit conservative on the fiscal part, but also were pretty progressive um, and I socially.
1: Think, and I think that's something that's been lost in our political process today is with the ri- – with how deeply divided a lot of the country is, um, every every single person in this, in this um, country has been pigeonholed into either blue or red. Right. And there's zero opportunity to be somewhere in the middle. like Purple. That. Yeah, shades of purple. Could you could be will. like,
0: oh, no, never mind. I'm not going to say. <laughs>
1: um, but no, I, I it, like being, you know, I have ta- spoken to a lot of people and based on, their income level, or the color of their skin, or their religion, or where they live, they're they're expected to to lean one way politically, and I think that is an incredibly simplistic view of how we are as human beings. And I think that's sad, actually. So, so sad, sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but no, but I think that's 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 been lost is the ability, as Braxton said earlier, to converse with other people and to hear their own views and to hear how our political system affects people on a personal level. Um, and that I, I would like to segue into Braxton something that you said before we started recording, but like what what is your like not red blue democrat republican but you said something about being a humanist and that be having a big influence on how you view politics and the way that we live our lives.
2: Yeah, that's really what I espouse to be and you know, I'm happy to share some more immature. I, I think I'm coming off as like a really wonderful person, which I am, but I have <laughs> I mean, also we, done some immature things. Did uh, we not
0: say that at the top that <laughs> Braxton is a very wonderful person. <laughs> I've done some immature things
2: uh, that I'll share in a little bit, but uh yeah Looking that's what I, I i i, I want to live my life um by the golden rule
0: you live your life one quarter mile at a time i do not <laughs> right. like that movie <laughs> i listen to the podcast
2: <laughs> uh, because i love you guys but i'm not into that oh <laughs> sorry adam <laughs> oh gosh all right okay uh, oh wow let's take a five hour break so <laughs> this this commercial thing. time <laughs> Uh, But yeah, that's that the golden rule is what I want to live my life by. And there was a quote actually that I used to um, uh, that I actually went back and looked at before I uh, came here today that I put at the top of uh, one research paper I did in college, which was basically uh, a great civilization is judged on how we treat the weakest member. So. Um, that's a real important part of how I want to live my life and how I think policies should be enacted is, one, we always have a fiscal responsibility. But two, um, we're all so fortunate we need to take care of people uh, who have been less fortunate than us and give them an opportunity um, to live a great life.
1: Well, then. let's.
0: Um, so- is this where we insert dick joke? Oh, yes. Insert dick joke here. (laughs) Great dick joke. (laughs) So you talking about being a humanist, are you involved in politics on a local level? Just quickly before Adam draconianly (laughs) forces us to take a break. Um, are you quick, quick Braxton? Are you involved, um, On a local level in politics, you know, you and I, we hang out a bunch just all the time playing Rocket League and not playing video games with Adam. Not, (laughs) not playing video games. And bikes and stuff like that. But are you involved politically, locally?
2: So I uh, keep up with local politics uh, pretty diligently. I do not involve myself in them. I have a, a, a job where that is difficult for me to
0: do interesting mm-hmm. okay um now i'm gonna keep talking
1: uh adam how was your day it was lovely no <laughs> we should take a quick break here because yeah. uh we need to hear a word from our sponsors braxton's
0: later. gotta take a dump <laughs> <laughs>
1: God. i can't have anyone listen to this There's
0: no way um sorry who, who are our sponsors uh well
1: we've got red bull yes red bull approves this message yes red bull definitely uh, we have LaCroix. It's weird because we have competing drinks uh, oh, yeah. as sponsors. But, you know, with our listenership of like, you know, half the world's population. <laughs> we we have a large addressable market. <laughs> yes. Half the
0: world likes Red Bull. Half the world likes LaCroix. We're somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, we'll take a quick break. Everybody, refill your mugs. Refill your n- nug holders. <laughs> 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 and uh, we'll be right back.
1: Right, and we're back We're back We are <laughs> Thanks to uh, for that little respite that we had But I hope you appreciated hearing all the ad copy that we were reading Yes For things like <laughs> uh, Like what, Adam? Like Dell laptops Oh, I like your laptop a lot I know I'm gonna take it um, <laughs> yeah, so let's get back into it. Let's uh, let's move on to our next section. So we we did appreciate hearing from Braxton about kind of his intro into politics and yeah, how that. Thanks, Braxton. How,
2: You're welcome. I'm how, still here. Sorry, I'm still here.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> but, oh, oh, <whoa>, awkward. Uh, <laughs> and how that kind of how his childhood formed his uh, his his interest in politics, and uh, yeah. So let's let's move on to our next section where it's the the I heart segment title (laughs) and for today's segment title we have politics i heart braxton
2: do we get snacks or any liquid beverage for this part
0: no we never get liquid beverage (laughs) no i'm just kidding adam will often share whiskey he's such a generous host thank you adam Um, you try
1: i try thank you uh yeah so let's let's uh let's move on to kind of Today's Braxton, like to, uh, uh, Braxton of today. Shell of the, the Braxton human of I used to be. And the shell, Braxton of tomorrow. The shell of the human you used to be. Wow. <laughs>
0: you know, this is getting sad. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, man. All right. Um, what's, the draw, what's the draw to national politics versus local or regional politics?
2: So I think it's just national is just sexier. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's just sexier. I know Dan likes that. <laughs> I know that gets them going, but, uh, you know, as far as wide sweeping, um, policies, national is where it's happening. Obviously it's, uh, not going to affect your, um, your life when you're driving around, uh, you know, your, your local municipality. But, um, I, I like the, the big sweeping changes that come from national legislation, uh, national politics, political, um, folks like that
0: is there a politician that like you really admire and that you do you read like biographies about politicians or stuff like books about politics and stuff like that like how tell us about like your crazy your crazy stuff that you did for politics like you voted you did a write in candidate one time you wrote batman's <laughs> name
2: <laughs> so i did like batman but i never wrote him in well, you missed out cuz uh, it would have been great
0: to have batman president <laughs> oh he would have been easily he could easily take down president penguin i know oh <laughs> no I, <laughs> yes i, uh, I did <gasps> bam, 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 bringing it all back around <laughs> this
2: is wonderful uh I did write in these Nuts several times. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and
0: then you teabagged the voting ballot. You were like, oh, take a so, look at this board of education. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the board of Education, Jesus. One Election thing, board, not board of education. One thing. I just to not done yet. Hold on, Okay, thing. let me know when it's time. All right. Uh, all right, everybody. Here's my stand-up. Here's my tight five. <laughs> Uh, no, go ahead, Braxton.
2: One thing that, uh, it's a, a little antidote, um, if you wish. Uh, so I was president of my fraternity in college. We had about 110 guys in the fraternity. There were only three of us that were Democrats.
0: Dear God. Uh,
2: yeah, it was, it was really something, but I think that, uh, on a tangent here, goes back to my ability Wait, to,
0: to, when I was <laughs> raised, to, to,
2: <laughs> to be able to talk to people with different political right. backgrounds and not, for it not to get ugly. Uh, and these idiots somehow voted me as president of their fraternity. So nice. they obviously thought I wasn't too, uh, one of these crazy AOC Uh, liberals oh
0: boy here we go bam bam
2: bam uh but anyway uh one thing that i was that was really important to me um is i was president in 2004 during the uh, uh w and Kerry um presidential election and uh i made it very clear to everyone in the fraternity that we were a non-political organization and we would not be promoting any side one way or another. Well, a group of guys who thought they were really funny, they drove down the interstate and they they took an enormous billboard for George W. uh it's probably like 30 by 20. Jeez, wow. This thing was huge. <laughs> it was almost the size of like a regular billboard. And they stole it. And I was in class and I came home and Uh, We had this big house, and and the whole front of the house, uh, when I came home from school, had a W for president billboard stuck to the front of it. And it was like anyone driving down the road would have seen this thing. The whole house is very well lit, and it was just over the top. So uh, when I returned home from class, I saw this enormous billboard plastered in front of the house, um, and so I calmly went up to the, to the group of troublemakers, and I said, guys, yeah, I know you think that's funny, but we're not doing that, and I'm going to give you till 9 o'clock to take it down, and take it away from here. So they were like, you know, they thought they were cool, too cool for school. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave that up. Who's this Braxton guy? I don't give a shit. So um, anyway, uh, nine o'clock came. And like I said, there were two other guys that were Democrats. So I I called them up and I said, I need your help. And uh, the two of us or three of us were able to remove the sign, take it in the backyard and uh, those, those the group of troublemakers were inside playing some stupid video game or whatever. Something Dan would have done. Hey. And, okay. <laughs> and uh, I called them and I said, hey, guys, you know, I, I gave you till nine to remove the sign. Um, take a look out the back window. And they were all in a room together
0: like, you know. They bros. thought they were hot shit. Yeah. But uh-huh. In fact, they were cold diarrhea. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a thing. <laughs>
2: So, uh, anyway, when they looked out the window, I was on the phone, and I waved to them, and what they didn't know is I had doused the entire uh, sign with gasoline, and I threw a match on it and lit the entire thing up in the backyard. Wow. And it was one of the more gratifying moments of my life, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So, George W. won that election. Uh,
0: But you contributed to... um, Maybe trying to change people's minds with your burning.
2: (laughs) I do not think. But I did make a statement, which was, we don't do politics
1: here. That's nice. Yeah. Daniel asked the question earlier, but what political figures do you think have really been hallmarks as far as your, I wouldn't say idolization, but your interest in politics? And what what political figures to be um, um, important in your life at this point?
2: Well, I grew up on Bill Clinton. I mean, he was president for eight years. Dan is just smiling and getting ready to make a joke. So I'm just going <laughs> to pause now and let him do that.
0: Hey, it's me, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I'm so glad you're fine, Bryxton. Oh, let me play the saxophone. <laughs> Can I hear your Bill Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> impression i did not have sexual relations with that woman
1: adam your bill clinton impression nope not going there braxton
0: your bill clinton impression
1: Dude, impressions. well <laughs> you're the comedian of the of the trio daniel now i'm sad okay bill so,
0: Clinton.
2: <laughs> so now that we've got that out of the way uh But he was president during the eight years of really formative time for me, and um, I really regarded him as a shrewd politician who got stuff done. I mean, one thing that is overlooked, one, he was not that liberal. He was more middle-of-the-road, which um, I appreciated And two, I mean, he balanced a budget. And that is just, that just sort of like is nothing anyone talks about anymore.
0: That's like lightning in a bottle.
2: Yeah. Of just like, oh, wow, we were able to balance a budget. Is that something we're ever going to care about again? And I remember my grandfather at the time who was very conservative. He even was impressed. Oh, my God. Here are these. Uh, big spending liberals, as he would call them, and they were able to balance a budget. And I really admired someone who was willing to go to the mat and say, I'm going to go against people in my own party because I'm going to get this done because it's important to our country. Mm -hmm. And I
1: I thought that was wonderful. Wouldn't that be nice? And then Al Gore ruined it all when he kept saying— When he got the internet. No, when he (laughs) he kept (laughs) saying—
0: Sorry. Hey, Al, go back to the internet, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Al, go tell Tipper to listen to some parental advisory bands. Oh, I
2: forgot about that. Wow. She was really into that, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah.
1: I was going to say. Al Gore
0: started Napster.
2: <laughs> okay okay he did that too <laughs>
0: and I, he invented climate change. you know what's greater than a million dollars a billion dollars <laughs> i'm having a great time guys <laughs> what were you gonna say adam
1: <laughs> about al gore nothing no nope. <laughs> we're, 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 we're moving on <laughs> um no, I, I that that's one thing that always impressed me about that administration. And there's a there's a Netflix there or there was a CNN documentary series um, that went through decade by decade, um, like the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s, and the 90s one was really interesting because they had a whole episode, not on Bill, not on the Lewinsky scandal, but just on the politics of that, the the unique politics of the 90s with. HW only getting one term and being ousted by this charming uh, you know charming saxophone wielding uh <laughs> yeah. a, a politician um named Bill. Um, but I thought that was really interesting because that was very formative and I think that was a big turning point in the <laughs> I think that, so that that was a big turning point uh for US politics because I think that was Um, despite how good of a politician that Bill Clinton was, he was so, he and his wife were so demonized. uh, He and Hillary were so demonized by the Republican party because they were getting, in my opinion, they were getting stuff done that, um, despite personal flaws in both of them, they were getting stuff done politically that the, that the Republicans were not able to do in a long, long time. Agreed. Agreed. Um,
0: so briefly, go ahead. Adam.
1: Yeah, no. uh, So I think, uh, Kind of uh, tying out with what you were saying, Braxton, about kind of the way that how Clinton helped form your kind of political opinions or, or views on politics, um, you know, what what else did you want to kind of broach on anything else about why you're passionate about politics and, and, and like how that manifests itself today? Like, are you, you know, without incriminating yourself or anything, <laughs> but are you, are you active today and local, state, or national campaigns? Are there polit- certain political figures that you see nowadays that you find intriguing? Maybe not necessarily ones that you agree with, but in like political figures that you find intriguing?
2: Well, um, I would say on a national level, and you know, obviously uh, we're ramping up for an election in a, in a year and a half. God. Um, so
0: do you like ramping up this early? I, kind of I wanted, hate it.
2: Okay. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I I, I don't, I mean, I keep, I obviously, you know, read all about it and listen to these folks, but I it is very early. Yes. Okay. Um, Sorry and to interrupt. you know, w- w- the way our political process works where these folks have to shift over um to win their primary and then be able to not be too extreme that they can then move to the middle for the general election. I I just hate that part. I oh, just yeah. think that's just
1: it's so disingenuous.
2: It is and and uh I, I have a hard time with it. Yeah. Thank you um, but for I do, answering my
1: question.
0: I yield the floor back to you.
2: I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I do, I do uh, I, 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 I'm intrigued by Better O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fascinating character. If he had uh, won the Senate um, seat, I think he would be the pretty much the presumptive nominee. Uh, I like Joe Biden. I, he is. Pretty old. <laughs> Can um, we
0: just stop having old white men?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it, time's up for us. So um, that's that's what um, uh, whether you were feeling the burn or even Trump or McCain or any of these guys that were you know they would be in their eighties mm-hmm. when their term you know their presumptive second term would end or even sometimes their first one like that's really old. So it's that puts old. such a huge high, uh, spotlight on. The 25th Amendment, as well as who the running mate is. That's right.
2: I got stuck because I was looking in Adam's eyes, and they're so beautiful. Well, and that's (laughs)
0: what we're talking about. Uh, We have a lot of eye contact (laughs) on this podcast, and the listeners can obviously hear that. But we're trying to be your running mates when you run for president um, because we're providing eye contact, and you look somebody in the eye, and you meet them. We're talking about politics and just when are you going to take down President Penguin? (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Uh, so I yield the floor, uh, (laughs) anyway, Joe Biden, I think
2: he, uh, it's going to be, it it will be interesting how that the next six months will be critical, um, to see what happens. But again, I I don't like the early, um, part of it. It it doesn't excite me now when they get down to, uh, four or five and they start doing the debates, I really enjoy that part. I think that's, that's a whole different style of, um, the politics that I really enjoy is, I mean, it's not... Uh, when you become president, it's not really important that you're a good debater. So it's right. like, it's a muscle they only have to exercise during... Dan is smiling for some reason. Uh it's it's not a muscle they have to exercise unless they're running for office. And I think that's fascinating in itself is hey, I've got to be a good debater just so I can get my point across in these uh you know, in television debates, but when I become president, I don't that's not really something I use on a daily basis and and one thing you see is when you have an incumbent president that goes to uh, run for re-election, their first couple of debates, they suck mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are not used to doing it. They haven't done it in so long. It's a specific skill. They're not ever using it. Um, I think that that alone
0: is kind of interesting to watch, too. Hmm. Well, any closing thoughts, Braxton, or have you, have you talked yourself hoarse?
2: No, no no. no. I, I'm here for the next Uh-oh, 8 hours. Let's just keep <laughs> going. Oh, uh, we get all this right. these rest sleeping Bulls bag out. Going. Oh, going. No thanks. Backs. We got Red Bulls. So. Hey, thanks. And do they send me a a check? Yeah, they do. Cuz I just me. mentioned them twice. They, they yes. do.
1: So it, it's a it's a 40/40 split. 40 split between Daniel and I and you get 20%. Oh, Braxton. wow. Yeah, and
2: yeah. that's a residual on all future earnings. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Millions of downloads and okay. whatnot. Um yeah. well, Braxton, sincerely sincerely apologize for everything that happened this episode no but seriously I thank think you my
2: wife is going to be proud of me yes. because i didn't say too many inappropriate things and she knows that that was a real high likelihood and i was really
0: hoping you would and dan, so. and dan is very disappointed she's going to be pleased
2: and i think it, that's how it really should be yes. yeah
0: <laughs>
1: the, the the moral of this entire episode happy wife Happy life. Oh, That's exactly brother. right. <laughs> or in that we're, you know, we're progressive 21st, 21st century podcasts. Happy partner, happy life. Oh, God,
2: go. Adam. It definitely doesn't go happy Dan, happy life. No, no, I've no. I've no. never what? heard that
0: one. <laughs> hey, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, but, but seriously, thank you so much, Braxton, for joining us on Passion Fruits Podcast. Um, but now we know what time it is.
1: Oh, yeah. Here we go.
0: Recommendations. <laughs> <fast> <laughs> <ras crews> <laughs> <sharp> Braxton, would you like to do some rhymes?
2: Yes, I would, but I can't really do it.
0: (laughs) You can try and I'll be happy
2: okay, I'm not gonna try, I think I did pretty good up to now.
0: You're leaving us high and dry. Boom. It would have been better if he ended on try, but he'll have to put more words in. So, <laughs> last episode...
1: Not, not is not just Braxton's political career hasn't died today, but his rap career yeah, has died today gosh. as well. So sad, so sad. <laughs> no street cred.
0: <laughs> um, so, last time Adam... I recommended that you watch an episode of Two Dope Queens.
1: I did not watch it.
0: And I only rec I only gave you the episode listing like yesterday. So yeah. <laughs> um no but you didn't ask, so <clears throat> whose fault is that? Mine. Yep. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, but you should watch it. Very funny. Stand up comedians are on it. Um I know you like stand up, so watch it, you fool. And last episode, you rec- meh, recommended to me that I listen to some of the "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me" podcast. Oh, yes. good, good yeah. one. Uh, yes. Yeah, I love that. Uh very funny. I listened to a couple episodes. I don't think I'll listen to it again. Uh, I like ca- I like catching it on NPR. Like it's a thing. That that's fair. Yeah. So um, so suck it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um is this the first recommendation that you've actually no, done that adam Braxton, has said? get out of here
0: <laughs> top fan you should know this stuff are you gonna do the wikipedia are you gonna do our passion for, can oh, i do gosh. a fact check
2: bring me in for a fact check like <laughs> yes, uh God. monica padman the,
0: the wilson fact check yeah so that will be a bonus episode that we get for um uh people who start donating to us <laughs> uh <laughs> And pay for our hosting fees and stuff like that. Um, So this week, uh, so Adam, what are you recommending to us this
1: episode? So this is a little bit old hat, but I, uh, I highly recommend that people watch the Grand Tour on Amazon Prime. Huh. Um, we have not talked about it yet, today, no. which was surprising because we it was would have been a perfect recommendation for our Fast and the Furious episode.
0: Well, then. and I feel like we're going to have to talk about Top Gear and the Grand Tour yes. at some point. So, um,
1: <laughs> But yeah, so the Grand Tour, for, for anyone that doesn't know, is kind of a, a continuation of Top Gear, the... Famous or infamous BBC auto uh, automotive show um, hosted by Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May. Who's if, your favorite of those three? Ooh, that's it's got to be the hamster. I
2: think. The hamster. Really? Or, he
1: loves America. Yep. Or <laughs> uh, I mean, Jeremy is is funny, but he's just obnoxious most of the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I would recommend watching the third season of the Grand Tour because I think the seasons have. Per- Progressively gotten better. Right, the first one was pretty average. Yeah, um, but the trio seems to have gotten its groove back. But the, nice. it, the best description that I, that I've heard of it is that it is a comedy show about cars. Yeah, just like not, our show. Not yes, uh, <laughs> not a car show that happens to have comedy in not it.
0: Not a car show about comedy.
1: Goodness gracious, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you apologizing? <laughs> um, but it, the, the third season, I think, has been really, really good so far. Awesome, and it, it's really kind of gotten back to its roots of kind of wacky adventures that the, that the trio goes on. And the you no, know, they have remarkable cars on there. So yeah. for anyone that let's put it, put it this way, my mother who is not into cars at all, loves the grand tour because she cracks up whenever she's, whenever she watches. Nice.
0: I I have not, I watched the first season and you know, I'll admit it was kind of just like, okay, like they've moved to Amazon and they're kind of doing the same stuff, but Mm -hmm. it didn't capture me as much as top gear had captured me. Right. I had Um, the same experience. Well,
1: third season. It just seemed too scripted. Yeah, it yeah, is much oh less gosh, scripted. They've gotten rid of a lot of the segments that people hated. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, they they're doing a lot more kind of like adventury type, you know, like uh, road trips and that kind of thing. Cool. So, so once again, so for for all those who liked kind of the the golden era of Top Gear mm. UK. No seasons, you know, 12 through 16, oh, here we ish, go. if you will, some little <laughs> bit of season, a <laughs> little bit of season eight, a little bit of season nine, a little bit of season 10. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that, that's what the Grand tour is. So yeah, so nice. that's my recommendation. Awesome. Um,
0: this week I'm going to recommend a little indie movie called Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> indie movies. Yeah.
1: Well, where can I see this little indie movie?
0: Uh, it was recently released on streaming and DVD and Blu-ray platforms. Um, but it follow. it's an animated movie animated spider-man movie uh that follows for like little kids um if you think spider-man is only for little kids it's animated excuse me guest <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> um so it's uh a spider-man story surrounding uh miles morales who in the comic books related back to our comic book episode this would have been a better recommendation for that episode but here we are um it follows Miles Morales, <laughs> um, who is uh, the a Spider-Man in certain recent comic books, like recent Spider-Man comic book series. Okay. Um, and it follows him as he becomes this Spider-Man. And it turns out there are multiple spider Spider-Man in multiple universes, and it has a bunch of... Really cool people in uh, the cast. The animation is spectacular. It like looks like a movie and comic book. And um, yeah, really, really fun movie. Uh, I really recommend it. It has one of the dudes um, from Atlanta on it. Not um, Donald Glover.
1: Um, Danny Glover's son is not in there. <laughs>
2: uh, is that the same thing as Empire or is that a different thing?
1: Different.
0: Different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, please watch uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, both of you, because we'll it is a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. Braxton,
2: guest. Is this the fact check? No. Oh, no, no, no. This is a recommendation <laughs> still. There's another segment. Why not do the fact check?
0: Braxton's fact check is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was not a fun movie. Uh,
2: my recommendation go. is for a show on Amazon called Catastrophe.
0: Oh, oh. Which which is, yeah.
2: there's been
0: three,
2: oh, that was a weird thing. Uh, it, there's been three seasons. Yeah. Uh, the third season was just released, um, I think a couple of weeks ago. It's very easy to watch quickly. There are 30 minute episodes. There's normally like six or eight of them. Uh, it's about uh, a American man that knocks up an English lady. Uh, they end up getting married, having kids, and it uh, comedy ensues.
0: American man, stay away from me. American man, mama, let me be. Gonna watch catastrophe. Braxton recommend, even though I've already seen all of it.
1: Have both of you already watched the show? I, I've watched the first season, but okay. ha- haven't and you've, and Dan, you've
2: watched all three seasons. Yeah, we've watched okay. it all. Yeah. So you it's like really, it. Oh, it's I so good. Show. We're going, really yeah, good. So very, good. Very, very yeah. well done.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I hope Adam will watch the rest of the whole series. I will try. Um, because yeah, it is a really good show uh, that is quick to get through. Like we were able to get through the third season in like a weekend, even less, yeah um, even even what's less than a weekend, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we are at the end of the podcast, Braxton. Um, thank hey, you, thank again. you guys
2: for having me. I just want to let you know that you can book me through my agent <laughs> at <laughs> any point in the future. <laughs> Um, keep those residuals coming.
0: Well, do. Do you have a Twitter that people want to follow you? Yeah, <laughs> that people should follow yeah. you on. It's at Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, there goes yeah. the uh, track being blown out. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, you can find us at
1: t- Instagram at Passion fruits Podcast, Twitter at Passion fruits Podcast Nineteen.
0: Uh, email us at
1: passionfruitspodcast Passion Passion Podcast at gmail.com dot com.
0: Um, I'm personally on Twitter and Instagram at Dan is in the radio,
1: and I am adam.tay T-A-T-T-A-T.
0: nice um, so Braxton if you would like to do our usual sign off I leave the floor to you uh <laughs> 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 what's that good night everybody <laughs>